Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. I hope you had a blessed weekend. I hope it was good. You enjoyed it. You did stuff with family, friends, and really had a great, great weekend. It is Monday, and as you know, on Monday, we do our Monday morning Bible study to get us through the week. Uh, It's not enough for one day, but it's a start. Uh, And hopefully it's an inspiration to just kind of focus on reading God's Word and staying in His Word. As you know, last Monday we were on spiritual nourishment. And just a quick recap of that, we were talking about, um, you know, how did Jesus say that we should live and why is reading the Word of God so important And we kind of went through that, and that was in Matthew, Timothy, and Psalms that we talked about. And um, we had ended, and I said we would do part two of this, uh, which I think it might be a part three, but we'll see how far we get through today. Um, In this second part, we're going to go back into the Word of God. Uh, Again, I'm coming to you from out of the New International Version uh, Bible. Uh, please feel free to go get your Bibles. Uh, And again, you can use any version of the Bible. Our wording may be a little different, but the message is still the same. So today is, uh, we're going to go into the Word of God. So tell what God's Word is or what it does according to the scripture references below. So the first one is uh, Hebrews chapter 5, verse uh, 12 through 14. And they want to know, what does this passage say that it is? So let's read the passage, and then we'll talk about what it is. So Hebrews 5, verse 12 through 14. In fact, thou, in fact, excuse me, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. And that was verse um, 12 through 14. My understanding of this verse as I read it and thought about it was that we need to know God's language through the passages which are the pathways leading us to the light. It is a map given to man that, if followed by instructions, ultimately leads us to the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And it's true, there is a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, and that pot of gold has been making its way to us all this time. Uh, We may not have been aware of it, but through hearing the word of God, through um, prayer, through fasting, through um, faith, um, we are inching our way there slowly, but but ever so uh, readily, we are making our way there. Sometimes it takes us a little longer based on what we may be experiencing in life and going through. And it may seem hard, and it sometimes seems that that pot of gold is just unattainable. It's it's not actually even there, but it is. 
metaphorically that is, you know, um, we see rainbows in the sky all the time and we've heard tales of, you know, that there is the luck of the Irish and that there is a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, but there really is. Uh, and our end of the rainbow comes at our time when we transcend from this realm into a higher dimension. At that point, we should already have had our eyes on that pot of gold. We should already be able to see it and it's within a hand stretch of touch um, to be able to come into it. And it is very, very glorious, very miraculous, very um, satisfying to the soul. So that to me is what uh, Hebrews 5, 12 through 14 means. Now we're going to move on to Philippians 2, 16. And that reads, as you hold firmly to the word of life, and then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. Now, as I read this verse, it basically for me is saying, if I hold fast to the word of God on the day of judgment, my soul will rejoice because I was faithful over a few things. My father will make me ruler over many things. And this also can be found in Matthew 25, verse 23. It is without a doubt that you have to know that if you live by his word and whether you find all of his words here or through your meditation process, um, the father will reveal to you what is true and what is not true. And your soul will be at ease with what you hear. Uh, this is how you know when you are in alignment with God's roadmap for us. When you are following this map to, um, to a T, when you are following this map based on his instruction, you will have a inner peace that you cannot even explain when you try to explain it. All you can say is just, I, I don't know how to put it in words, but all I can tell you is that it's true and it's real. I mean, that's when you know. And does that mean, and I've said this many times, that every day is going to be filled with rainbows and sunshine and, you know, you're singing the sound of music as you dance along in the green valleys and hills? No. Sometimes those valleys and hills are going to come dark and dusky and they will be um, very, very uh, tetris sometimes to cross. But what you have to know, what I have to know, is that we are not alone no matter how that road may appear, no matter how desolate it may seem, we have to understand that our Father is still watching every step that we take. He is there with us in the valley. His staff is what protects us as we go down and in and out and around these bends where you know we have no idea what, what lies ahead of us. He is right by our side, watching and guiding us and taking us through. He has not left us. I heard a beautiful scripture or sermon last week um, about, um, excuse me, it was about how not to be afraid of things when it seems like you are, are by yourself. 
Uh, it was by G.E. Patterson, um, a, a very, very spiritual man who passed away uh, back in 2007, a Pentecostal preacher. Uh, but he basically was saying how, you know, Peter, whenever he saw Jesus walking on the water, he said, Lord, if it be you, beckon me to come. And Jesus beckoned him to come. And Peter came because Peter kept his eyes on Jesus. But then Peter took his eyes off God for a second and he began to sink. And Peter cried out to God, Lord, save me. And immediately God saved him. And same with David. David was worried and David was scared, you know, because he knew that the king, King uh, Saul, was trying to kill him. And, and David was like, Lord, Jesus, you know, help me. Why, why is this happening? What is going on? And, and then, um, he, um, he looked up and he just prayed and was like, Lord, help me. And, and God helped him. So it doesn't matter what it is that you're going through. And I know that, like I've said to you guys before, I know a lot of people are hurting. A lot of people have, uh, a lot of worries and a lot of, um, you know, fears that they are, are thinking about or wondering and, and how are, how are things going to be made? How, how am I going to get through this? But I am here to tell you as a living witness, as proof that our father is watching. Our father is attending to your needs, but you have to reach up and grab for his hands. You have to look up and look for him. You have to know that he has not forsaken you. He has not left you by the wayside. He has not turned his back on you. He has not closed the door on you. He hears you. He sees you. And I cannot tell you why you go through what you go through. I can't. I don't know. That's not for me to know. And maybe sometimes it's not for us to know when it is actually happening to us too. But what I can tell you is that I know that we serve a God who is greater than anything that ever existed, that man could ever conjure up or dream up. Our God is real. Our God is faithful and our God is ever present and he is in you. He is in me. He is the light that others see when they feel that connection, when they talk to you, when they feel that you care for them, when they see the efforts that you do, even if you say nothing about what you do, your works speak volumes. Your works speak volumes. So uh, I think I might've got off topic a little bit, but I feel like that needed to be said for a reason. So um, that is what, uh, for me, Philippians 2.16 entails. Now we're going to move on to John, <clears throat> excuse me, John 1 and, or read 1 John, sorry, 1 John 25. Um, no, 1 John chapter 2, verse 5. Sorry about that, guys. And that says, but if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. You see that just that's why I said what I said, <laughs> because when you obey God's word, his love 
is is exuded. It just oozes out of you. It, you can't help it. You can't help but let it come out because it's all him. It's all him and he cannot be contained. There is no way that if you are someone who claims to love Christ and follow his word, not religion, not what man says, but you're following what God says. And you know that by your inner man, your inner spirit, that love, it comes out and it can't help but come out in the people you meet, people you know, the people you don't know. It just comes out and and they feel good when they leave you. After they leave you, there is something about you that has made a difference for them. Even if you said nothing at all and you only merely smiled at someone, the love of God through the smile that you put on your face has lifted up somebody that you may never even know that you have come in contact with that day. It has given them something. Uh, and this is how we know that we are in him. And that was the finish. So I'll read it one more time because I did stop in between. John 1, second chapter, fifth verse. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in him, in them. This is how we know we are in him. Okay. And then we're going to move right on over to John 12, verse 48. And that reads, there is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my words, the very words I have spoken will condemn them at the last day. So we have a choice. Uh, we really do have a choice. And, and yes, it's saying here that there is a judge for the ones who reject me and does not accept my words. They will be judged. We all will be judged, but they will be judged on a different level because they chose not to accept his words. Um, the very words I have spoken will condemn them at that last day. Now, I think everybody should find their own uh, real understanding for that because sure, I can say a lot of stuff, but that may not be actually accurate and I don't want to mislead anyone. So what I do say is just you know, for yourself, find, find what it means to you. Pray about it. Ask God to show you. He will. I've told you that before. He always, always will give us understanding when we seek his word, when we seek understanding of the meaning of God's word. And so it does seem like we're going to do a part three and that will tidy everything up for next Monday. Uh, again, I know that we all have things to do and, you know, as we go on and on and on, um, we may, you know, go grow tired <laughs> of the word, but I, I really thank the Holy Spirit for this message today. It was uh, very uplifting for me and a reconfirmation of just different things. And if you guys happen to hear any music playing in the background, I do want you to know that this is um, Lorena McKenna. Uh, she is uh, Ireland or from Ireland. Um, and uh, it's Celtic music and I love Celtic music. Uh, it takes me to a different, a different um, atmosphere and uh, really 
really is uh, relaxing, rejuvenating, and it's very great uh, uh, for just getting in tune, I think, sometimes. So that is who you might have heard playing in the background this morning as we were talking. All right, guys. Well, I want you to have a blessed day. Smile at some stranger as you walk by, not a freakish smile, <laughs> just a very gentle smile. Just smile and move on, right? And love yourselves, love one another, and uh, may blessings from heaven be upon all of those that listen. I will be back tomorrow and we will have a conversation about something. Don't know what, but we will be back. All right, guys, take care. Be blessed. Have a great night's sleep. Bye.